Hello, welcome to Sending Out a Signal. This is Lady Liz on the line, your engineer for the night. We are here every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mixcloud. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and all of your major podcasting platforms. Tonight is episode two, an interview with entrepreneur and investor, Mike Valerio. So please join us in the chat or leave us a voicemail at sendingoutasignal.com. We want to hear from you. And now, your host, Ms. Shavante. Hey, hello, everybody. This is your girl, Shavante, and I am here, and this is Sending Out a Signal. And I have one of our guests here. His name is Mike Valerio, entrepreneur and investor. And um, he's here to let us know a little bit um, about his fantastic journey and what it took um, to get there. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. So, Mike, as I was just stating right there, um, the entrepreneurship and the investorship, I know that's uh, one thing that's very, very important to you. And I want you to let uh, some of the people know out there uh, what it what it took for you uh, to get there, the will to drive, uh, if it was sleepless nights, you know, um, and just period, just not even with entrepreneurship and with investorship, just everything, you know what I'm saying? You know, just, just you a little right. bit. Yeah. So it started off with it started off with the goal. It started off with what is it that I want out of life and what I didn't want out of life. And so that's how it started for me. Um, so I knew that I didn't want to. I didn't want to live the way I was living, even though the way I was living wasn't necessarily bad. I just always wanted more and right. figuring out what it was going to take to get there. It's kind of a difficult part because without really having a mentor, or having anyone to really guide you, um, it's, it's really trial and error at that point. And mm-hmm. so I was fortunate enough that I was in the service. And so I had, I had the government that actually funded for my education. So I knew that school was going to be a journey for me, one of my journeys. And so I took that route. Um, and then even going through that, it was hard to navigate what would make sense for me. What am I good at? What skill sets do I need to be successful? And once I started on that journey, then I had to go through and figure out which way to go um, once I started that. Um, so once I started school, um, I knew that the technology field was something that I was, I was very interested in. And I knew that it was, it was going to be um, recession proof because coming out of the recession um, in in 2008, 2009, 2010, um, even though I never, thank God, I never felt the effects that most Americans felt um, during that time, I knew that the field that I was going into, it wouldn't really affect me at all, which it hasn't. And so, so you, you so you put a lot of thought into into uh, just your future period, like. Like you said, even with recession time, you thought about downtime, uptime, all around time. But it, like you said, is that is it? Do you love that though? Is that a passion of yours? So yes, I would never, I would never get into anything that my passion was not into, my heart was not into. 
I couldn't okay. be great at it. So if I do anything, I have to be great at it. Um, and if not, then there's really no point in doing it. And so the way that I mastered becoming successful um, was I had to do things that was not normal, right? So my, my vision was to always be above average. And so if you take simple things like just getting healthy, right? You cannot do the same things that you're, do, you're, you're doing prior to becoming healthy or prior to working out or becoming a bodybuilder. These are things that people do um, that are not normal, right? So you have right. to be above average. You have to do things that don't make you feel comfortable. And so right. for me, I did that. I, I didn't watch TV. I didn't watch movies. I didn't listen to music. And so what I did was on my way to work, it was an hour drive one way. I would actually set my phone up, play it through my speakers and watch videos while I drove um, safe, of course. And so that was an hour that way. Coming back home was the same thing. So I didn't listen to music. I watched these videos on lunch break. I watched these videos when I got home from working all day, watching videos every chance I got. I then spent more time watching these videos, taking notes and trying to become good at that particular craft that I had no experience in. And so I did that and I, and I had a two year plan. So as I did cable infrastructure, which paid me decent. I mean, I started off at 58,000. Um, I, I knew that I didn't, that's something I didn't want to do um, for more than two years. And the two year goal was because I had just started school. And so I knew by the end of, by the time I finished college, uh, with my associates, then I didn't want to do that anymore. And it was time for me to move on. Right. <laughs> at that point, it's trying to figure, so the IT field is really big. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, what am I good at? There's so many things to, to choose. Um, I got into my niche and I figured out what it is I wanted to do. I also figured out that in the IT field specifically, college is not something that's actually required. And so I went to college because I served that's my nice time. Little, that's a nice little note to, for people to listen to. That's although, nice although I'm gonna give them some more. Right? I'm gonna <laughs> give them. I'm gonna give them the real trick on how to become successful. And at least we'll talk about the IT field without spending a dollar on a college edu a college education because it's not it's not needed at all. Okay. And so once I figured out the path I wanted to go, I had to figure out what it is that the companies were looking for. And so in the IT field, truly they don't care about your degree. I have never been asked for my degree. And the reason is it's sort of like, it's like uh, it's like being a doctor. So what I do, I'm actually a doctor for the network. So I do pretty much the same thing a doctor does. I have to be certified. I have to get recertified. I have to have an education, but not necessarily in college, but through the certification. So the certifications say that I am at a certain level depending on the actual certification. So let's say with an expert, um, level that I understand that particular language and I know how to do the work. So that piece of paper says he's been through um, whatever level, whether it be basic, intermediate or, or expert, it proves that I have taken a test that set at a certain standard and I can do the work. And at that point, that's what companies are looking for. So if you're in a realm like me, you're in, either in the private or you're working for the government. And so they set these standards. And once you are achieved um, the certain levels of certifications, and then you could pretty much go within that price range and they will never ask you for a degree depending on how high you go up in the IT field. Now, if you stay within the IT field and you don't go into management and things like that, they will not ask you for that degree. They will ask for those certifications and you must maintain these certifications. Again, most of them are every three years. Some are grandfathered in, but the ones that are 
continuously education uh, required will keep your salary at a higher six figures. It's, it's really, truly easy to see six figures. Now, 10 years ago, you know, I never thought that it would be, but I never thought that it wasn't at the same time. Um, and so when you get into this field and you, and you start gaining experience, you quickly realize that that type of money is, is really easy to come by. If you would like to listen to this episode in its entirety, please head to Mixcloud and search for sending out a signal. Thank you for listening. On the IT side, I kind of, I went animal. I went really, really hard for about three years. Um, and so I wanted to reach the highest level I could reach. And I did within probably about three years. I was at a senior principal level. Um, and so what I did was I snatched up every certification that I thought would get me to the next level. And so overall, I have 16 certifications, which I haven't met anyone that has as many as me. Most people don't have over five. And really, it, you could say, you know, if you're in the profession, you'll say, well, why does he have that much? Um, it was personal achievements for me. Um, I separated myself from most people. Um, and so, again, if I wanted to reach this this level that, you know, it, it's kind of out of reach when you look at it. Um, I had to do what I had to do. And so for me, I was snatching up everything in, in multiple different areas. So, you know, just to give a few, I did certifications in hacking. I did certifications in project management. Um, I did it in, um, you know, routing and switching, networking. I've done it in a wide range, but they're very technical, very specific areas. Um, and so I can pretty much name what I want and then I'm not locked into a specific job because of that range and, and what I saw um, where the market was going, so to speak, um, where the salaries were going, where the jobs were going. So I can go anywhere probably within the U.S. that I choose to live and I can either work remote or I can find a job and or create my own at the, at the end of the day as well. And so that's what I did with the IT. And then moving into the investment side, um, Back in January, February of this year, of last year, excuse me, um, when the market crashed, it just was an opportunity. That's something that I have invested in in cryptocurrency back in 2017. Um, and once the market crashed, which was in February of 2018, um, I got out of the crypto space. I didn't really take any losses in the crypto. So that's just another thing that I went, I went full speed ahead. I mean, it was to the point where I was dreaming about charts and cryptocurrency where I wasn't sleeping. Right. I, I, I literally went all day, all night, like so I did with the you, stocks. What gave you a drive to do that? What what made you want to start investment? You, did you teach yourself that? I did. Um, so the, like everything else, you know, the general public is the last to know about it. So when the general public knows about it, it's already too late. Mm -hmm. so, and, and what I mean is, so Bitcoin has been around for years. And of course, now it's it, it done hit almost 60,000. You know, when it went to 20,000 this year, you know, that's when the general public starts trying to invest. And, and it's usually, like I said, it's usually too late. So they'll dump a bunch of money in there. You know, people are, they want to get rich overnight. So I was able to jump in it when it was a couple hundred dollars. And um, I just put my all into it because if I'm going to do it, why, why, why half step it basically? Okay. So anything that I do, I have to master it. And so I did what I could in order to be successful, at least where I thought was successful. Um, at, at it. And so what I did was I watched every video I could. I had other people that's in that space. So I, I feed off of them. They feed off of me. 
Um, I've created spreadsheets off of this. I had my spreadsheet reaching out to the internet, which was giving me percentages. Like I was coming up with all these ideas and things that were working for me. Um, and then it was just a constant plug into the matrix basically, which is what I did now. So I'm only a year as a day trader. And my biggest success story is I pulled about 60 grand in less than a week. So at one point I said, listen, my goal is to make a hundred grand by June of this year. That week I said that I made 98,000 total, which the actual profits was about 60 grand in about four days. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to teach myself how to read these charts. Now I'm not hundred percent proficient at it, but I did enough to, to make 60 grand in a week. Um, and so I stayed at it. I mean, I literally have watched the candles um, for eight hours straight from the time the market opens to the time the market closes. Right. So I put everything I can into it. Yeah. And I, I heard what you said. You like to master it. I mean, yes. that takes uh, some strength, you know, because some people, I mean, even like myself, do you know, the will to even stop doing some things, but the, just the drive to even just you know, uh, acquire all those things, then you do it on your own, you know, that takes some, uh, a lot of self-control and uh, some determination there. Yeah, so and discipline like, is the key. Yeah, yeah, that's the word, too, that I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but tonight I'm rather nervous, but I just hope everybody feel me, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to learn here, too, and so how I met Mike, I'm gonna just let people know how I met you, Mike, I mean, you know, like this is our first time, like face to face, I do believe. Um, right. But uh, really, it'd be, you know, just he, he was putting those numbers on there. And that's just something that I was interested in. Um, I don't even know how we became friends on Facebook, but I was just intrigued. And I'm like, shoot, teach me, teach me, because he was putting that information out there. And I just thought it was just uh, amazing. I mean, even though my best friend, she is amazing in it, too. You know, if it, when you just hear it different, I don't know, it just stick out. And so he took the time um, to help uh, me. And I have learned about the percentages instead of the dollar. If you would like to listen to this episode in its entirety, please head to Mixcloud and search for sending out a signal. Thank you for listening. So things that I would, I would want people to get from me. There you go. And things that I have learned, I have taught myself that we don't generally learn <laughs> in education, right? So whether it be public school or private school, they just don't teach it. It's credit and learning financial education. And so people use these words very often. They'll say financial freedom. They'll say financial wealth. They'll say financial education. But what does it really mean, right? And so it sounds good. And, and usually you hear it from like multi-level marketing companies and things like that. And so for me, I needed to understand how money worked and what's right and what's wrong. And so for a lot of us, the wrong thing to do is to let our money sit in, in a bank account. And so let's take the bank as a whole and what a banking system actually does. So when you take your money and you put it into an account, that money is actually not sitting there, right? So the bank takes your money and my money and they lend it out to people. That's mm -hmm. what they do. And then they charge an interest rate on the money that they lend out, which is not theirs, it's yours and it's mine. Why would I allow my money to sit in a bank and collect less than 1% mm -hmm. 
on the money that I have sitting there while they're making a ton of money off my money. And so I had to figure out that currency, right? So if you look up the meaning of currency, it, it, if you think of it in an electrical term, it's constantly moving. So money is not made to sit stagnant. It's not made for that. It's made to move in order, and then to make money for you. And so I wanted to get to the root of that. And so I started studying credit. And so with that, like I said, it started mastering things. I started doing credit repair for people. And I, and not only do I do credit repair, I, I, I do credit education. And so if you take a traditional credit repair company, and most people do it because it's a business that you get into that it doesn't really require a lot of education. You don't have to have a certification. You don't have to have a degree in it. A lot of people do it, but do they truly understand it? And my answer, in my opinion, would say no. So my goal as a credit repair person is to have reoccurring payments, so to speak, right? So if if I have a client right off the rip, there's an upfront fee and then there's a reoccurring 30 day fee because the way the current work, the the credit works is the credit bureaus have 30 days legally to respond and they are going to take 30 days. Oh, so they are going to take that time. Absolutely. Mm. So I already know I get your upfront fee. I know 30 days later, you have to pay me in order for me to finish your credit repair. But if I don't ever teach you why you're in the situation that you're in, how could you ever get better at it? Right. You can't. Right. And right. so for me, it's not a primary source of income. So I am not more driven to not teaching you. I'm more driven to teach you because the, the, the credit repair business that I do is not a primary source of income for me. Mm-hmm. And so I charge a fee. There's many reasons why I actually charge the fee because people say, well, if it's not a primary, why don't you help people and do it? The problem with helping people for free is it doesn't give you value. And most mm-hmm. people will, de- will will not value your time if you don't pay. And then if you charge too low, then you're not worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is why people charge for their time because there has to be some sort of value. And so people will waste your time. So moving right along, I studied that and I started sharing the information that I gained with credit repair. Well, then I said, well, dad, well, people with bad credit usually have bad finance. Right. Right. It just <laughs> makes it just makes sense. And so yeah. if you look at statistics, statistics some say people could just be stingy, though. Some people could just. Well, you, you know, could be stingy, but that doesn't necessarily mean your credit would be bad. Right. Right. So if you're stingy and you're not paying your bills, then that's a problem. Right. But what about what about those old for, or, or those people that don't even don't even think about credit, but still have finances? What would intrigue them to what can you say to intrigue them to? So there, there is a belief that credit is a scam. Um, you don't need it if you have cash. And that's false. It's absolutely false. Right. Because. Either you're going to pay really hard for something and there's a, there's a lot of establishments that won't even take your money. Okay. Right. So I say that's a false narrative. That's, that's uneducated people in my opinion. So instead of learning about it, they do away with it and say, it's not for me. If I can't afford to pay cash, then I don't deserve it. Or I, I, I don't have it. I don't, I don't want it. And to me, that's, that's a false way of thinking. That's that, that is a lack of education. So primary example, Okay. People will say, well, if you can't buy a car, right, then why would you get a loan? Why would you pay interest on it? So my fight to that would say, well, why would I give all of my money up front, right? So let's say, example, not necessarily all my money, but let's say I'm buying a car and it's $10,000, right? Okay. I can use a down payment on that car, get a low interest rate because my credit's good, 
But instead of paying $10,000 up front for that car, and let's say I put $500 down, now I have $9,500 to make work for me that I can actually use to pay for my car, meaning I can use that money, start a business, invest in the product or whatever it is that I'm doing, yeah. get the write-offs instead of wasting what would be a waste to pay that car. It's the minute I drive that off the lot, there's no value, right? So why would I spend my hard-earned money up front versus borrowing the bank's money at a low interest rate because my credit's good and then use the remaining amount of that money to make that money work for me. Now I did the same thing, right? So everything that I teach, I actually do. So I went out and bought a car and I said, and this car I've been watching for three years. And I said, I won't purchase this vehicle until I have a source of income that pays for that vehicle. Now I have three other vehicles that are paid off. I paid them off, not upfront, but I paid them off in a time. Um, so I had five years on the loan. I paid them off in three. Okay. And, and there's a, there's a method that I use to do that. But, Back to my, my scenario, um, I end up doing a contract and, and then I set up businesses. So credit repair is another source of income that I use. Like I said, it's not a primary, but it pays my car note. I also fix laptops, sell them. Um, I do services for IT, websites. There's pretty much everything that I can master, I can sell as a service. And so I do that and pay my car. And so it never touches my salary. And not only that, we're a smart man, a smart man. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Not only that, I use it as a, as a tax write-off. Okay. So technically, there's a way you can get your vehicle 100% written off. So that basically means you're getting it for free. Wow. If you would like to listen to this episode in its entirety, please head to Mixcloud and search for Sending Out a Signal. Thank you for listening. So, Mike, I know you have, uh, I know um, through some conversations we've had, you um, have the love to, like you was just saying here, you just have the love to teach people. Um, why is that uh, so important to um, allow people to know um, when you work so hard to uh, research it, uh, you will take the time to help somebody build them up uh, if they have time to listen? That's, that is a great question. Um, so first and foremost, I feel like it's my duty to do it. I feel like um, I feel like God has given me the information um, and, and, and a gift to to go from where I came from to where I'm at and where I'm continually going. At the pace that I have taken what I've learned to where I am now, it's, it's truly... Um, it's truly inspiring to myself mm-hmm. because, you know, I've hit levels where I, I thought I had plateaued. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny because I was mentoring this young group of IT people. And it's a true story. So I was telling them, I said, listen, you know, here's, here's my path that I've taken over the last four years. And, I, and I, I talk about my salary. Most people don't, but I don't, I don't really mind talking about my salary. So I was explaining to them how I went from 60000 and at the point where I was speaking to them, I was now under my own business and I was making, I think at the time, um, I was close to like 198,000 at that point. Um, and this is just under my own business at the time. And I was like, you know, I think I really hit my plateau. I don't think I can go any higher, um, but I was content with it. Meaning 
I knew that at some point in the IT field, if I'm not handling my own contracts, there's only so much they could pay for my skill. And, and that's just, that's just true. Yeah. Um, and then two days later, I got an offer from a, from a job um, that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and it was up probably about almost 20 grand higher than where I was at at that particular mm. time. Yeah. Um, and so it was amazing to see, I had to come back and tell them like, yo, remember I told you, well, look at this, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I cracked right. over 200 K and I, I just didn't think it was possible. Hey, what's not possible with man is possible with God. That's definitely a word. That's definitely a word. That's you. right. And so I give it back. But the problem that I, I find myself struggling with okay. is, is people not really receiving the information because it takes a lot of discipline. Um, and I even tell people, if I could do it for you, I would, because I just want to see people win. And so this information is not something you could just do a Google search. If you don't know the information, you don't know it. So how could you research it if you just don't know what to look for? Cool. And so I spent a lot of hours, right, and in, 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 in time, hands-on, not only in the IT field, but mastering different things that I do. And right now, my, my next run is mastering the art of taxes and and so how to leverage uh, a company and and use it and pay 750 dollars like donald trump did and so i just want to i just want to touch on that because a lot of people were upset when they when when it came to the media that donald trump only paid 750 i don't know how accurate that is but but the question i always ask people is why are you mad right and 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 i know that majority of people cannot answer that question you're mad because they're mad Oh, I know why they're mad because of lack of education. Okay. They're and mad why? because most people follow other people, right? Most yeah. people are, this is going to sound bad, but most people are sheep, right? And this is why the most wealthiest people in the country are only make up 1%. Mm. And then you are right. It's a lot of followers out here. It's a lot of people that were not. I mean, I had to learn to myself, you know, because I was. I wasn't a follower in a lot of things, but when it came to... Um, Cracking up in that book, that wasn't in my, I ain't going to say my DNA, but, you know, it wasn't around me. You know what I, mean? I didn't know how to find that that will. But, you know, now as this woman, and this is the woman that I'm, I've always been proud of myself, but now I'm even more proud because I am taking um, the time to learn and setting myself around people who are, um, achieving the same thing so I can learn hands-on too because that's the best that's that's the way I learn better is hands-on right. <laughs> being around seeing it make me more believable you know it make me more, you know want to even more you know what I'm saying <clears throat> and that passion but carry on Mike I'm sorry to bust you no no I'm no, sorry as it should so as you move up um, whether it be a career whether it be financially um, you will learn that your circle will change yeah. And if it don't, then you're not successful enough, in my opinion. And another thing, another common statement that's made that I heard growing up is, um, you know, you hear money is the root of all evil. And you also hear people say money can't change me. Right. And my and my uh, rebuttal to that is if money can't change you, then you haven't made enough money. You made enough, Dan, is it? And that's absolutely true because people take that in a not in a negative way but it's not negative at all. Money should change you. It should change the way you think. It should change it should change how you spend it. It should change how you invest it. It should change how you how you care about your health. And it should also change how you look at things and the people around you. So people around you, when you start becoming successful, 
outside of the the people that you grew up with, it will change because your conversation will change. Things that you speak about when you're making fifty thousand or less versus when you make two hundred thousand or more, it absolutely changes. Because if someone's not in that same bracket, what can we speak about, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have investments, we can't talk about investments. If you if you're not a business owner, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about taxes. We can't talk about much. But I have to step down and talk about what and try to relate to things that you are, but you can't relate to me. So there's nothing wrong with those people. Right. And and we try to educate them and help bring them up. But it's not for everyone. That's the first thing I learned because I struggled with people not wanting to do better for themselves. It didn't make sense to me, but it's not for everybody. And so we have to keep people in respect that they don't want more. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we also need to change the people um, so we could get around people that are more educated and successful because that's the only way we're going to become more successful is by being around those people. And, and having a mentor is the key um, to being successful, whether it be financially or just information, period. Um, it's always better to learn from someone that's already been through it. That, okay. So, Mike, where would they find this interesting information um, that you are giving us today? Do you have um, locations? Um, so right now, the only location to get this information from me personally would be from Facebook. Okay. And so I don't know what that Facebook handle is. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to find that besides my actual name. <laughs> yep. So you, you would actually just look up my name on Facebook. And that is, uh, you mind me telling the people what your no, Mike, not a problem. Mike Delario, I think I said it correctly. Yes, you did. And the spelling is, uh, do you mind me telling me? L-E-R-I-O, correct. You heard the man himself. So it would be Michael Valerio on Facebook because I had to give them my ID to prove who I was. So they took my actual Let name. Let me look and see. I don't know. I think I got Mike. Let me look. You might have. So I have two pages, but. Okay. Okay. One, my bad. One, no, no, no. It's okay. Um, okay. One of them I'm not really active on and one I am on. I'm very active. Um, so I like to tell people my brain is no smaller than the next person. I am not a genius at all. Um, I've met some really brilliant people. Um, I am not one of them. But the difference between me and most people, people don't really like when I say that, but the difference is, is the discipline. Um, it's the drive. It's, it's my past that brought me to my future. Um, and so I feel like anyone could do it. Right. There's, there's really nothing special about me besides I don't want to be average. Average people get replaced every day. You know, if I go to my job and say, hey, listen, um, I'm thinking about leaving. Here's my two weeks. They're going to pull me to the side and say, what's, what's going on? I've also had jobs where I was like, hey, listen, I'm leaving. They were like, oh, well, well when are you leaving? <laughs> and so that's the difference between being able to be replaced and being irreplaceable. And so I want to be irreplaceable. I want you to think about um, my presence when I'm around and, and how much I'm worth. And so knowing your worth is very important. And so for me, I know what my worth is. And so once you realize what you're worth, then you set the standards. You're speaking volumes at that moment. I mean, I'm telling you, you got to know your worth. Absolutely. And it, and it, don't, and it does not... Um... You know, just because you didn't learn it yesterday, you can take it today. You know, you have the opportunity today to start 
And I know I've heard you say you're never too old to start learning. That's right. Whenever you do find that uh, fight and that will to want to and be above average, like Mike said. That's right. Um, we are always here. Uh, and um, we're going to have Mike here again. So on behalf of sending out a signal and myself and Mr. Mike Valerio, I really appreciate you, Mike, for taking the time off for real, though. Um, I know you're a busy man, I know, but this is a passion for you. And uh, y'all, we're going to have more people um, like Mike. We're going to have uh, people from all different walks of life again. And so I really, really appreciate you for grace. Oh, it's been great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. No problem. And again, we will see him again. And y'all, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>